You're listening to Current Thought, Con Edison's newest podcast, providing a first look at the cutting edge ideas, innovations, and technology that enable us to be an energy industry leader. Current Thought is the companion podcast to Con Edison's Plugged In. Welcome to part two in our series on Tidal Energy. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Corbelis, and this is Current Thought. Today's guest is Dean Corrent from Verdon Power, Inc. Dean's project is a tidal energy project located on the East River. Dean and his company are on the cutting edge of tidal energy production. Hi, Dean. Can you please tell us about your project and why it's important? This uh project in the East River is really a showcase uh, of what this technology can do uh, and a demonstration that it works very, very well. Uh, and it can be scaled up. It's all designed to be scaled up for larger sites in the U.S. and around the world. Uh, and we really think it can be part of a U.S.-based industry for designing and uh, deploying and servicing. Uh, this technology. So we're, we're very thrilled about that. Uh, we're eager to get on with projects now that uh, scale this up to at least twice this size and beyond. We are raring to go uh, and uh, we're raising funds. The, the, the hardest part is raising the funds to expand the entire you know, field and technology. Dean, how does your project work? What do the turbines look like? Uh, the turbines look a little bit like windmills, uh, although stockier because they're dealing with a much, much more dense fluid, water rather than air. So do your turbine blades spin one way when the tide is coming in and another way when the tide is going out? Our turbines are able to capture tides going in both directions. And in, in some resources like the East River, the, the two flow directions are opposite. Uh, in other places, uh, they're not exactly opposite, but we're able to capture them in both directions uh, simply by having the turbine entirely turn around. We call that yawing. They turn, uh, ours turn passively without any controls uh, just by their design. Uh, you can also call it weather veining. Uh, and they capture the flow in typically in both directions from a tidal flow. So your project was launched these turbines were put into the water in late October. What have you learned so far? Well, we've, we've been extremely pleased so far. Um, we've been in for about 19 days at this point, and we have already generated uh, over 20 megawatt hours of energy from the water, a, a rate that exceeds what we expected. We're generating about 40% more energy over any given period of time than the previous generation of generations of turbines did. The turbines have been 100% um, available. We haven't had any turbine problems. Um, we do, in the commissioning process, we are changing some things and reprogramming some things um, as far as getting the power onto the electric grid. Uh, but, uh, and that's, still going on that's not completely done that should all be done in about a week uh, and then we'll probably be getting more energy uh, into the grid um, so we're extremely happy with them dean how predictable are the tides in the east river it's basically very very predictable uh, we can tell you 
uh, one of the things that, that separates kinetic hydropower from uh, solar or wind uh, is that we can tell you on a Tuesday afternoon, five years from now, how much power we'll be able to generate uh, because it's that predictable. Uh, it does vary uh, with the moon cycles predominantly. It actually varies with a lot of things, but with, mostly with the moon cycles, but it's still, it's all very predictable. What's the top speed your turbines have um, rotated at? These turbines at this size in the East River operate at 32 RPM. That's pretty slow. Um, in general, the larger the turbine, the slower it will turn. But um, what we have found with uh, our numerous studies with fish uh, is that it's not a problem for them at all. Uh, they have no problem avoiding it and we've seen and we have videos of schools of small fish and individual large fish and never a fish hitting a turbine. Uh, it's, they're pretty easy to avoid at that speed. Can you tell us how your turbines <laughs> differ from wind turbines? Uh, sure. Uh, our turbines are significantly different from wind turbines uh, for a number of reasons. One is uh, a wind turbine can be as large as you can make it. And now there are nine megawatt wind turbines, which are absolutely huge. We are limited by the depth of the water in a given water body. Now, a lot of the water bodies that are of great interest for tidal power are much deeper than what we're dealing with in the East River, uh, 20, 60, 80, 100 meters deep. So uh, much less of a restriction. But the main difference is that there are no hurricanes underwater, uh, there are no ice storms underwater uh, in most normal places. Even when there's ice on the surface, uh, there's generally no ice underwater. Um, we do have debris, uh, but uh, generally the debris is either rolling along the bottom or floating along the top and not in the middle of the water column, which is where we put the turbines. Underwater environment is very safe compared to above the water. And even during uh, Superstorm Sandy in New York, where we were measuring the water levels and also the water velocities during the entire storm, uh, and we had water levels that were at record highs uh, and flooding many parts of New York, um, including in the East River. Um, at the same time, the underwater currents were very gentle, uh, and if anything, were much lower than normal. So um, in some ways, it's an environment you can really deal with. What do you see as the future for this technology? We feel that kinetic hydropower in a number of different forms uh, and our cousin wave power um, has a tremendous applicability all over the globe. Uh, and uh, can generate terawatts of power, ultimately. Um, probably in terms of commercial power, it will be relatively uh, small compared to wind, for example. Uh, but uh, even a few percentage points of generating the energy that's needed by the globe is, is a very significant contribution. Uh, and the more efficiently we use that power, uh, the, the even better for each renewable source. So, and be, because um, although no source of energy is totally clean or green, um, we feel that uh, this is about as green as you can possibly get. So it will have um, 
uh, a real place to play, not only for large generation, ultimately, but uh, for some small communities where a couple of these turbines could replace uh, an entire diesel system of power generation. Dean, what's the response to your project been? The uh, public on Roosevelt Island have always supported this project. Uh, it's different from a lot of energy projects where everybody comes out and says, please approve this as quickly as possible. Uh, and uh, people see the water flowing by every day uh, in both directions and uh, realize there's a lot of energy there. And if we can capture some of that, it's all to the good. So we, we appreciate the support and the help. Uh, and of course, uh, New York State and uh, US Department of Energy also uh, in getting this project done. And it's it's been a long time coming, but it's really, in a way, just the beginning. And it, it bodes well for uh, uh, creating an industry that we can help deploy around the world and create jobs here at home. We hope you've gained some new insights into how Con Edison is using tidal energy to better serve our customers. A special thank you to Verdon Dean Corrent for sharing his insights on tidal energy. And to you, our audience, for joining. We'll see you in the future. If you have a technology idea, a comment, or a question, send us an email to podcast at coned.com. We'd love to hear from you. Remember to follow us on all our social media platforms, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and YouTube. Our handle is at Con Edison. Make sure to use our hashtag, hashtag current thought.